Liz Collin here. Thank you for joining us and welcome to Liz Collin Reports, a place for truth and meaningful Minnesota conversations. On the podcast today, we are welcoming another new member to our Alpha News team. Karen Sullivan is an award-winning columnist, author, and a national speaker. She truly is an inspiration, and we are excited to have her join us today. Karen, thanks for joining us. Thanks for being here. Well, thank you for having me. And let's start with your background, because I know your resume is quite impressive. A lawyer, a journalist, an author. But yeah, where do you want to start? Well, I suppose at the beginning, uh, in terms of my career, uh, graduated from William Mitchell back in the day when it was just William Mitchell and uh, began the practice of law and had been in a couple of different positions, was ultimately working um, as a contract partner at what was then the Oppenheimer Law Firm. Uh, when my son Jack uh, was diagnosed with autism, and I was five months into a pregnancy with our daughter, Julia. Um, as much as I enjoyed the practice of law, uh, I was sort of terrified by this news and um, not knowing anything about autism, but realizing that this was kind of a life-changing word and diagnosis. I stepped away from the practice of law, thinking I might go back to it at some point in time, but uh, never was able to make my way back. Uh, so as I you know, went through many years of trying to navigate this new um, world of uh, autism at a time when very little was really known or um, understood to, uh, to be true about it, there are a lot of different theories. Um, I found my way to my computer one day uh, when Jack turned 16 and I sat down and I um, just composed an essay uh, based on how I was feeling on his 16th birthday. And uh, I sent it to Mike Burbach, um, who ran the editorial page, the opinion page for the St. Paul Pioneer Press. And he ran it and he put my email address on there. And I got all these emails from people saying, you know, thank you for um, sharing your experience because your experience is my experience, but I'm not able to put it into words in the way that you are. But now I can send this to other people so they have a better understanding of what my life is like. Um, so I kind of went, hmm. And so I wrote another one and my granite and kind of the same reaction. And so um, I wrote a few pieces initially about autism, but I had I felt like I had really lost myself uh, into that whole world. And it was really challenging to live it day in and day out. And I just knew that I couldn't become like a warrior mom, like uh, some other moms who were writing and speaking and making um, advocacy or, you know, sharing of information uh, about autism, their life's work. Um, so I veered off into all sorts of different directions. And um, over the years, met a lot of great people and um, had some wonderful experiences and um, just was, you know, given free reign to write what I wanted um, on just a contributor basis. And you talk about, um, you know, your life uh, going off in a different direction. Certainly one you also didn't have planned was a, a tragic turn in, in 2009. But but sh share with our, our listeners and our, our viewers what happened then. Well, even leading up to 2009, um, you know, we had the autism diagnosis that, um, you know, was really the focal point of the family until 1998 when um, my husband, Ted, uh, at a very young age, um, sustained a heart attack after running. 
And he ended up having a lot of procedures over the years um, because of his heart condition. In 2003, I was diagnosed with breast cancer and was successfully treated for that. And then shortly thereafter, our daughter, Julia, was diagnosed with a rare uh, disease, which required a bone marrow transplant. So I really became the family medical crisis manager for years, you know, lots of hospital appointments, lots of hospital hours logged with Julia in particular, and, you know, became very comfortable uh, in the medical arena advocating for myself and my family, um, but was uh, not prepared for what happened on December 15th of 2009. Uh, everyone in the family, my two older stepkids, um, my son Jack, and I were all out of state and our daughter Julia was home alone. Um, when her dad was taken to um, the ER um, because he had suffered what turned out to be a fatal heart attack. So that was obviously a very significant and life-altering event for myself and my kids. For good reason. And you've been very candid about all of these things that you have experienced. And what I think is amazing, you know, you've been on this journey to help others cope ever since, writing about your own journey, helping us all through our own in a way. And that's what helped you uh, write write this book um, that I just finished. I'm a big fan. <laughs> yeah. uh, but the, but even the name of it, I think, uh, is, is very touching and how that came to be. It was a conversation you had with a priest. Right. Uh, in uh, the spring of uh, 2010, some friends invited me and my friend Anne, who also became a widow um, when her husband um, died of a heart attack two months later. Um, and so we went to St. Thomas Academy for the annual fundraiser. And uh, my friend Peg introduced me to a priest um, and said, you might have some things to talk about. And so we sat down and as I write in the book, you know, I don't know if it was the two glasses of wine and that I had that sort of emboldened me. And here I was with this complete stranger and I started just sort of pouring out, you know, all of these things that had happened over the years and asking the questions that I'd been struggling so much with, um, you know, whether it was, you know, why did I survive my cancer and Ted died from the heart attack because I always felt like he was the favorite of the kids. And, um, you know, why were some people so incredibly helpful and then others really very hurtful. Um, so there are all sorts of things that I'd been dealing with in, in the months leading up to this chance encounter. And, um, father Johnson, you know, just looked at me and said, you know, I can't explain to you why all these things have happened to you and your family. But I can tell you that when faced with adversity, we all have a choice. We can be bitter or we can be better. And that conversation was such a gift to me and such a game changer because I like things to be in neat little frameworks and um, to have a lot of clarity if I'm able to. It's the ambiguities of life that really, you know, kind of send me over the edge. But that was just really clear. So Bitter or Better becomes the name of your book. And I know when I read it, the the line that stuck out to me right away was from your mom. But that was, life isn't fair. Don't be a victim. Something that seemed to tell you and your siblings quite a bit. But it also seems like something you've taken to heart. Yes. No, she couldn't have prepared me better um, with those words because 
um, there have been so many things that have happened, you know, from my childhood on where it would have been very easy to um, fall into that mindset. Um, but it's, it was a great tie into the whole idea of you can be bitter or you can be better uh, when life throws you curveballs and everyone has curveballs. You know, that's just part of life's experience. And speaking of curveballs, I guess it's a good time now, Karen, to talk about your transition to Alpha News. But you admitted yes. that you went dark for a while. Um, but explain explain why and your, your reasonings for that, for leaving the Pioneer Press. Sure. Uh, well, I think that the whole experience starting in the spring of 2020, you know, threw me, threw me for a loop like it did a lot of people. It was one thing to, um, you know, suddenly have to be in your home and not be able to see your family or, you know, spend holidays together and have to wear a mask and, you know, clean off your mail and your groceries and all of that. And then, of course, when we had the uh, situation with George Floyd and suddenly, you know, we have people marching on the freeways and yet you can't go to church and, uh, you know, elderly who can't see their loved ones, things just didn't connect. And I just need things uh, to connect. And um, I had things that I wanted to say and questions that I wanted to pose. And points that I wanted to make. And suddenly it wasn't as easy to do that because, you know, we had slid right into this um, whole phenomenon of cancel culture. And um, it was no longer okay for people to say anything that was on their minds. And uh, there was just too much that uh, was just throwing me off kilter. And so I just decided that I didn't have anything positive to say. If I couldn't really add anything to the conversation, then it, I just needed to step away. And so that's what I did. And um, it's been difficult uh, because I've really prided myself in, uh, on being a, a person who stays fairly well informed. But there's been so much heaviness in the world um, and so much. Uh, so, so little clarity uh, that that's been really unsettling for me. Um, so I, I just needed time to just kind of sort through and figure out, you know, what to do. But every so often I would meet someone who would say, you know, you're such a great writer, you know, that's your gift. And so over the last number of months, I really was grappling a lot with like, what is my purpose now? For a long time, I felt like, um, I had a lot of difficult experiences, starting with my childhood all the way up into my 50s. And I thought like, I felt like uh, I can reconcile these experiences by um, having a mindset of there's purpose in the pain. And if I can help other people to navigate their challenges, then there's some value in what I've gone through. But when I couldn't say anything of value anymore, I felt like I had to just be quiet. And I think that's where our lives paralleled a bit, too. I think we hit it off uh, when we were finally able to meet. But even your last column, I think, resonated with so many of our, uh, of our readers. You called it posing the question, how are we better? So it's this reflection, as you're talking about on the last couple of years, beautifully written, as always, but also kind of, I think, a bit difficult to reflect on. You know, it, there's some heavy stuff in there, as we've been told by many messengers. We've kind of trusted along the way. Uh, but what is it that you wanted readers to, to take away from that piece, Karen? That was my first step towards um, 
being more courageous. And I was inspired by you and others who started to speak up and sort of question the narrative and um, shine a, a different kind of light on stories. And so I wanted people to think about, like, are we okay with what's going on? Uh, because under the cover of COVID, so many major societal changes have been going on. And, you know, it's like you're in a pinball machine and your head's going back and forth and, and wow, there's this and there's this and there's this. And we haven't been able to get together and talk about things because under COVID, we weren't able to do that. And so now I feel like we're emerging more. I definitely feel like, you know, I'm, I'm over this <laughs> and moving forward. And so as people get together, I wanted them to think about like, really, are you okay with this? And how are we better as a society because of the things that um, are going on? And let's try to have a respectful debate if we can, um, if we don't see things eye to eye. But let's take some control back over what's going on while we still have the chance. And being that it's a year where we've got a lot of elected officials um, up for a re-election, or new players on the scene who you know want to be at the table, it's a really important time for us to pay attention as citizens and exercise our right to vote. And I'm right there with you. I think so many people feel that way, like let us out of the pinball machine at, at this point and, and let's talk and try to make sense of all, all that's happened. Share with our listeners, though, what is next from you? What can they expect uh, as you continue writing for us here? Well, I want to continue to look at the things that have happened, are still happening, potentially could happen, happen, and um, just encourage people to think about, you know, what's going on. Uh, you know, so for example, um, early on with COVID, we were told trust the science, and I did. You know, I'm a rule follower. I'm a compliant person. But it became pretty clear to me as a person who pays attention to communication that uh, the communication around COVID has been an epic failure. We have so many inconsistencies in what we're told to do and what the policymakers are doing themselves. Things don't align. You know, we're told now, and, and because I'm about to take a trip on an airplane, this is, you know, close to home for me, wear your mask for two more weeks on the airplane. But we've got people who are crossing the southern border, you know, who aren't being tested, and we don't know what kind of state that they're in. Um, finally, you know, kids are being able to remove their masks. You know, why are five-year-olds wearing masks? Um, masks are supposed to be really um, helpful but only Dr. Osterholm says if they're N95 or K95, most people I see are wearing paper masks or cloth masks. So like, let's stop and use our brains. I feel like um, because we have been living in um, such a rampant culture of fear, we've stopped thinking clearly. So many things are driven by emotion and not by intellect. And so I want to encourage people to like re-engage their brains and think about things and how much control are you willing to give up? How much do you um, want to retain? And how are those choices going to impact your life and future generations? That's right. Let's make common sense common again. I think that's a good, good point, Karen. Yes. Award-winning columnist, author, and we are happy to say new Alpha News columnist, Karen Sullivan 
Thanks again for joining me today. Thanks for having me. Thank you, Karen. And again, that'll do it for this episode of Liz Collin Reports. We will be back soon to keep meaningful Minnesota conversations going. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, follow on Spotify, or any other podcast platform. To stay up to date on Alpha News, sign up for our free daily newsletter on our website. Thanks again for tuning in. We'll see you next time.